0: Hey everybody! You are listening to "Come at Me Show." Come at Me Show with me, reigning champ Tim Kack. That's the intro. That is it. We're we're getting music. It's coming. It's coming. I hear you. I hear you. It's coming. It's coming. And once this podcast has music, it's gonna blow. It's gonna blow up. It's gonna blow the the roof off the charts. Blow the lid off the the barrel. Off the 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 sides. Off the the box. It's gonna be. <laughs> It's gonna be crazy, guys. Show today. I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying to be more structured. I'm trying to. I mean, I'm figuring this out, but I'm also trying to have a little bit more of a structure. So we'll see. Here's the game plan today. Here's the process today. Show structure. Uh, first off, I'm gonna start off with some random thoughts off the dome. All right, off topic, not on topic. Random thoughts. Then I'm gonna introduce this week's topic, art. Got something to talk to about that. And then uh, we're immediately. <laughs> I'm immediately going off topic to some uh, listener mail that is not related to art, but it was funny and I want to talk about it. Then uh, I'm introducing a brand new segment this week, calling it the Tight Five, where I sit down with a guest, (sighs) a guest, but Tim, you normally do this alone, and like, yeah, just to prove I can, but uh, occasionally (laughs) I'm going to have some people stop by, uh, and this week's guest you know, seeing as it's Art Week, I invited uh, the only artist I know, uh, Nathan Yaffe of the, uh, you know, very popular YouTube channel Drawfy, uh, to come down here and uh, explain to me what art is. So that's pretty fun. Uh, then uh, I'm gonna got some uh, some voicemails about art. We'll uh, we'll go through those and then we'll end it all with a nice Tim Cax top five. That sounds good. Sounds good to me. I'm excited. Random thoughts. I've been watching Warrior Nun. I talked about it. <laughs> On another show, <laughs> randomly. Before I, st- I sat down to record, I saw the uh, just a photo and a title. And I was immediately smitten and uh, knew that I would find true happiness in the arms of the Netflix show Warrior Nun. And I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's a couple episodes in. Um, young girl, given magical powers. Uh, she is, you know, a part of this group of demon fighting nuns who are trained in combat and i that's that's it if that description doesn't get you hard i don't know what will <laughs> that's right up my alley man i love a i love a <laughs> i love a crappy tv show that's just oh i've got powers but i don't know how to use them and whatever and oh a reluctant hero a mopey millennial just <laughs> fighting demons i love it i'm all in The best part so far is the way one of those guys dances when they go into a club. Spoiler alert. uh, Too late for the spoiler alert. But, you know, he's got a fun dance. And that's how I want to enter every room ever. The NBA is back. I'm burning through these today, guys, because we have a lot. We have a lot, and I'm trying to keep it tight. Keep it right. Keep it tight. The NBA is coming back. It sounds like. It sounds like the NBA is coming back. It also sounds like every player in the NBA has coronavirus. So we'll see what happens with that, I think. I saw something today where like the the uh Milwaukee Bucks just were just like, okay, we're shutting down our practice facility because they got the the results back from their COVID tests that the team took. And apparently it was bad because they're not practicing anymore. Real bummer. I feel like and a lot of people are opting out. There's like I don't think anybody like huge has opted out. Like the biggest players have not opted out, but definitely like strong starters on teams Avery Bradley opted out for the Lakers the Lakers could win it all this year and one of their starters Avery Bradley's out he just wanted to spend some time uh, at home I guess I think Gordon Hayward dropped out because he just had a baby which is I mean whatever dude you're a professional basketball player family can wait (laughs) but you know I I like the idea of this uh, Orlando bubble it sounds like the NBA players instead of just having this whole like league-wide usual thing where they're in a different city every day and And people are coming to the games. Sounds like they're going to put everything on lockdown in Orlando. And they're going to build a bunch of courts. Or at least one big court. And they're going to have all the playoff games in the same compound. You know, on TV. No audience. No audience. And I got to tell you, I kind of like the idea. I think it's fun. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. I I think it's going to be rough with no audience. As someone who dabbles in the professional wrestling uh, arena they've been they've been doing professional wrestling without an audience since covid started gotta tell you it is rough man it is not it is, they are exposed out there it is not fun imagine watching like a i don't know like a stand-up comedy special but nobody laughs or if you're watching like i don't know big bang theory and there's no laugh track it's confusing it's jarring and although we don't normally so, I don't normally think about like laughter at an NBA game. You definitely hear the crowd. People are cheering. The players feed off of it. They're flexing. They're dunking. People are going crazy. Like that's fun. That's what sports is. Just having sports on a soundstage in arena by itself. It's gonna be weird, man. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be different. But I do like the idea of. Uh, it sounds like all these NBA players are gonna have to get tested, then go in this bubble and they can't leave the bubble they have to like live in this compound they play the games in the compound they can't see their families i think that's hilarious it's like we're packing up all these nba players (laughs) giving them their little backpacks and shipping them off to like basketball camp for the summer like they've just got their little little backpacks hiked up real high and they got their books and whatever it is don't forget to write just send them off to camp and then they just play they make friends make enemies i don't know Kiss a girl for the first time. I'm just excited to see what's going to happen. I, I think they've got their whole lives <laughs> ahead of them. And this is just the start of something beautiful. This week's topic, art. 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 What is art? I don't know. It's all around us. Art is crazy, man. Art. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of art. I, I dislike the artist. And I have to fight that urge all the time. Because you got to admit, artists annoying. They're an annoying people. They think they're better than us. They're so cocky with all their bullshit. I don't like it, man. I'm tired of these self-proclaimed art. You know what I think it is? Is Ultimately, ultimately, art is entertainment, right? Right? The only purpose of art is to show it to somebody and have them go, Huh, that's it. That's it. Paintings, TV shows, I don't know, writing, a book, whatever you whatever you consider art. It's all just, you know, to keep us busy. Keep us occupied. Remember learning in, like, Latin class about, like, Rome and the gladiatorial games and how they started, the emperor started, like, the gladiators fighting just to distract people from how poor and hungry they were? (laughs) Like, they won't revolt if they're distracted by these gladiators fighting each other? And then he'd throw them some bread and they'd be like, yeah, cool, we're fine with you just being a corrupt asshole or, uh, or killing us all, you know, as long as we have entertainment, as long as we're distracted. That's probably making my case against art. Uh, but, but I don't, I'm just saying these art artists, art is entertainment. If art is entertainment, you know, we worship like our entertainers, right? Like they're celebrities, they're famous actors, they're famous people. So when artists come along and like I painted this thing and a bunch of people showed up to my gallery to look at my, I don't know, like glow stick wind chimes or whatever the fuck I put together. They're like, Oh cool. I'm, I'm a celebrity now. I'm hot shit. And it's like, nah, grow up. I don't think you're any better than anybody else. I don't think art's bad. I just think, you know, get down on our level. Don't be. Don't think you're up here. You're down here. You're down here with us. Everyone's on the same playing field, right? You really think you're better than, I don't know, whoever working our jobs? You think you're better than me, artists? I don't think so. <laughs> but even then, you know, artists get a bad rap. But what have we been doing all, all quarantine consuming art? That's all I've been doing. Just like sitting here uh, watching TV watching uh, things in art like Warrior Nun uh, and reading books and just consuming the things that, you know, a lot of people think are worthless. If you think art's worthless, you know, get over yourself. And if you're an artist who thinks you're better than us, uh, get over yourself. You're both wrong. You're both assholes. Fuck you. We need art, but we also need garbage men. You know, we also need doctors. We need teachers. What's the difference? I don't think there is. I think it's all the same stuff. Art. Anyway, to say that, uh, what is art? (laughs) <laughs> That's the question I'm striving to answer this week. What is art? And uh, to test myself out, I, I went online and I found this random word generator. And uh, I'm just gonna search random words, and I'm gonna tell you guys uh, if it's art or not. Sound great? Sounds good to me. Random word: tail. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is off to a bad start. Tail tale is the word like a tale a story stories can be art if you're if you're an orator that's a skill you're an artist i think stand-up's an art storytelling's an art yeah that's good tale yeah art girl jesus christ not art girl not art but i will say inspired a lot of art (laughs) isn't all art about uh women or to impress women I mean, that's a big thing. That's how most, like, rock music came about, right? To get girls. All the songs are about women. Even, like, now, country music. It's all about girls. I guess rap music. Everything's about women. Women rule the world, man. And we're just trying to impress them. Get a shot. Yeah. Girl, no. But, in a way, yes, art. Leadership. (laughs) Is leadership art Uh, I don't know. No, no, no. Leadership's not art. Are you kidding me? It's not entertaining. It's just a thing. It's a thing you do. It's not impressive. It is impressive. Leadership is cool. It's a skill. It's a skill. A skill is not art. Unless you think a skill is art. Oh my God. I don't know. God damn it, random word generator. You're stumping me here. Leadership. I'm going to say no, not art. Next word, people. People. No, not art. I'm not going to waste my time with this people thing. No, people are not art. No. Dad. Come on. No, dad is not art. Promotion. Not art. Next word, people. It's people again? you got to be kidding me. Depth. Depth is the next word. Uh, no, not art. Uh, uh, art can have depth. That's not what this is about. Technology. Technology is the next word. Is technology art? No. <laughs> Technology, not art. Priority, n- not art. Priority is not art. What is that? Concept? <laughs> this was. Gate. Okay, this wasn't a good idea. Gate is not art. Dinner. Oh, man, is dinner art? Food can be art. Sure, food can be art. Like a chef, if he's really good at his, I guess it's a. I food can be art. You get a latte at a cafe. It comes with like a like a flower in the shape of a, the milks in the shape of a flower. That's that's art. That's coffee art. That's something. That's dinner art. You can get like a food at a restaurant. It comes in a shape. Also, what about like layering flavors, right? Like okay, so if you're eating, if you're eating for necessity then that's not art. But if you are consuming something for the purpose of experiencing something new and for uh, entertainment, then yeah, it's art. It's art. If you're paying like $500 for like a a gold-crusted cheeseburger or something, then yeah, sure, we'll say that's art. I would argue, you know, oh, like, uh, um, oh man. Yeah, that's art. That's something like art. Like sushi. Sushi's an art. Like Jirah uh, dreams of sushi. You know how he just, like, massaged? There's, like, this guy uh, in Japan who just <laughs> spent, like, his whole life perfecting sushi. And, and you go to his restaurant, and he serves you one single piece of sushi at a time, and he makes it by hand in front of you, and then he puts it on your plate, and he watches you eat, and then he prepares the next one with his hands, and he puts it on your plate. That's art. That's art. Okay, one more. Bring it home. Throat. Okay. Well throat is not art um (laughs) Uh, i've been entertained by throats before but uh (laughs) i'm gonna say i'm not gonna say that's art that's not art all right it's not art hey tim this is trevor lyon calling um one of the things
1: that i very firmly believe is that people should just be able to talk about sex like all the
2: time, like you should be <laughs> able to ask your coworkers about it. Uh, if you're in high school, you should be able to ask your teachers about it. Um, and just like you should be, if someone asks you about like your sex life, you should like have to tell them. Um, I think oh. I think people should just be like talking about fucking more. Um, and I wanted to get your take on that. Uh, once again, this is Trevor Lyon.
0: Uh, uh, thanks for the time, buddy. Sure. Great call. Great call. Yeah, I mean, we should probably be talking about sex more. Uh, also, uh, gross, but we probably should. I mean, I don't want to hear everybody talk about sex. That's for sure. I don't want. I think you know, if people talked, we talk about sex more, be more normalized. I don't know. I, it would. Is it like drinking, where like you know, because, um, I don't know. It's like taboo because it's illegal. Drinking is like taboo, and you know, you can't you can't drink, and then people drink more when they're underage, and have more alcohol problems. Is that even a thing? I don't know. Like, if we talked about sex more, would there be... Would people be more sex positive? Would people be more open? Maybe. I don't know. Probably, you gotta assume. If we talked about sex more, the world would probably be a, be a better place. But also, I, I don't want to hear everybody talk about sex. I don't. If, also, I I only want one-sided sex stories. That's, I only want to hear about sex when I know one of the people involved... <laughs> If it's like a friend, if it's like a couple friends, I don't need that. I don't need, because we all know, I know both people. If you hear, you're talking to somebody who's single and they've got a crazy sex story. You're like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Or yeah, girl, get it. But if it's like someone where you know both of them and they're just like, yeah, so I'm railing this chick in the bathroom. And it's like, oh, you mean Julia, uh, your wife, our close friend? Is this the same Julia who made the posters for my stand-up show? Uh, because, uh, I respect her and you should too. That's what, Julia, future mother of your children. That's what the sex story is about. There's that. And there's also just like, oh, I don't know why. I don't know why it's so gross. If I was hanging out with some buddies and one of them told like a nasty sex story and then, uh, it <laughs> would be like, whoa, this is great. And then it's like, oh, but it's, uh, it's like his girlfriend. I'd be like, "Ugh, gross. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> What is that? I don't want to hear about people fucking their girlfriends. Who cares? Or or boyfriends. I don't care. I want to hear about, you know, some random, some chance encounters. Some sexy stuff. Some action. I don't want to hear about you making love to someone. (laughs) But I don't know. Again, you know, if you were more sex positive, maybe it wouldn't be a big deal. Anyway, I got an email... Uh, from a listener. Wow, I'm so excited about this. Uh, Email. Simple question is the subject. Hi, Tim. I'm a big hater. (laughs) Hey, Tim. I'm a big hater. Been hate listening your show since ep one. Not a good speller. Doesn't matter. Send emails anyway, people. I love it. My question is, how would you describe your perfect day? Mine would be jacking off and farting a whole bunch. What's yours? Hate the show, hate you. Thanks. Um, wow, great idea. Yours yours sounds great. Jack it off and far in a bunch. Um, is a full day for sure. Mine, uh mine involves waking up. You know, I've I've realized that if I'm like on, if I'm like getting a regular sleep schedule, regular whatever schedule, I just wake up automatically after getting eight hours of sleep. It doesn't matter when I fall asleep, eight hours later I'm waking up. Like, exactly. If I go to bed early, eight hours later, I'm waking up. I can go back to sleep for sure, but I definitely at least get up. Eight hours and I get up, I'm like my cycle ends, and I'm just like, yes, I'm ready to go. That's what I want. I want to wake up in one of those moods. Waking up starts the whole day, you know? I want to wake up just naturally. (laughs) I went to sleep at 2. I'm getting up at 10. Yeah, that's right. I'm getting up at 10 a.m. I went to bed at 2 a.m., uh, went out to drink got home at 130 drank water for half an hour because that's the kind of uh, person I am and then uh, and then went to bed woke up refreshed and you know what I'm doing all day I'm just grilling out with the gang all day that's what I want to do that's my perfect day having people over grilling grilling stuff man I love grilling so much and and just hanging out man that's what I like I like a good we don't need an activity we don't need a whole whole thing. You know, like if, if you go bowling or something like that, or if I'm like playing darts, then I start thinking about the task when really this is just like an excuse to hang out. All the best, all the best days are nothing days, right? Seinfeld rules. It's a show about nothing. It's, <laughs> how was your vacation? I don't know. We did nothing. It was great. Had a blast on it. Always have a blast doing nothing just chewing the shit, grilling outside, man, and you know what, if everything comes true for me, if all my wildest dreams come true, and I've got enough money, and and I make it doing whatever, maybe this podcast, if you tell enough people about it, I will, (laughs) it's still the same thing, it's just hanging out, grilling, but this time, I've got a pool, maybe my house is by, uh, so we're in the pool, we're out of the pool, maybe my house is on the water, so I got people taking turns in the boat, Tugging people on the tube, you know, when you drag the tube behind the boat. That's the dream. Maybe taking turns on the jet ski if I'm loaded. Maybe doing a little paddle boarding. Watching the dolphins flip and getting getting toasted with the gang. Just grill. God, I love grilling. Next week, grilling. We're just talking about grilling next week. That's the topic. No art, just grilling next week. Do it. I love it. That's my perfect day. Hanging out grilling chillaxing all right so i'm gonna bring up um introducing our new segment it's time for a tight five with my friend nathan yaffe let's do it hey everybody my guest this week for our new segment tight five the first guest i've ever gotten i'm inviting on a guest to talk about this week's topic this week's topic it's art and my guest is someone who does art for a living nathan yaffe how's it going bud
2: hello hello Tim, oh, yeah. I would argue that you do art as well here on this podcast. What? What I do you mean? Argue, I think that art is anything that elicits uh, an emotional response, and I think that can be anything. I think poetry is art. I think music is art, and uh, I think in your hands, Tim, podcasting <laughs> is art as well.
0: In my hands. What if it sucks? What if it's a poem and it's bad, Nathan, and you don't like it?
2: <laughs> is it art that, then? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, art can be bad? There's plenty of bad art. Art there's no like good or bad on the spectrum for art. It's just a thing. It's yeah, like I a think- brick or a tree. It's just an object and <laughs> whether or not it actually has value <laughs> is in the eye of the beholder. Well, I th- that's an interesting conversation
2: because there is there's always this debate over like what is art, what isn't art, you know, is art can art be like manufactured, can art be commercialized? And I think that's like you know, basically it's an argument over like who gets to decide uh, these things. Are there gatekeepers Are, is there like an, an art arbiter, an art judge? Or or is it just up to an individual? Like any person can be like, you know, this me this is meaning to me. To me this is art. It's up to me, Nate. I'm the arbiter. Yeah, okay. So I'm the if arbiter. you're on the show. <laughs> if you're on the show, you get to decide what is art and I, and that's that's great.
0: I'm like uh, Caesar or like an emperor at the top of the gladiatorial <laughs> arena and someone has a sword to the art's neck and I give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down yeah. and then they either kill it or they promote it to my millions of followers worldwide. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm hoping I get the thumbs up here for my, <laughs>
2: for my guest segment.
0: You're definitely getting a thumbs up. Nathan Yaffe. I said he draws for a living. drawfy. It's huge, Nate. You're a, you're an internet celebrity. You're a big get for this thing. Got a million and a half YouTube followers. Yeah, got a got a Patreon now. It's super cool. Uh, Just launched the Patreon this week. I'm very excited. Check it out, people. Check it out, Nate. He does uh, this talking, but also drawing. I have a technical question, Nate. I've been watching these videos. Are you drawing at the same time that you're talking? Are you drawing live? Yeah. Or are you guys commenting on this stuff? And you're like drawing on a tablet on a computer.
2: Yeah, using a, a Wacom Cintiq to draw but you can use anything you know you don't mm. need to you don't need the fancy tech you, if you just set up a set up a, a, a cheap webcam over a piece of paper and chat while you're while you're doodling something you can do exactly what I'm doing it's easy so, anyone
0: can can do it. Do you feel like it's more art or less art that now that you're using if you're using a computer? Because you guys think, have these beautiful like digital I mean it looks amazing and it's great for video is it more artistic is it less artistic does it matter i think it's the same i yeah. think
2: i think it's it makes it makes it easier it's it adds like a, a level of polish to it that because again we're we're making art but we're also making entertainment mm. uh we're trying to make something that people want to have on uh and and look at and so there's a level of polish that and especially now we're asking people to pay for it you know pay to support us if if they the show is free to watch on YouTube, but if people want to support us, they're welcome to support us on patreon yeah. and uh yeah there's there's a level of polish there that i I like to have in my work, but I don't think that makes it more art mm. i you know we get uh fans fans like to submit their their fan art of it, sometimes they do digital drawings sometimes it's just like a very low light phone picture of like something scribbled on a piece of loose leaf paper. And I think they're both great. I think everything and everything in between is great. Uh, and uh, as long as you decided to make something, that's what's important.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: That's my opinion on it. <laughs> is, that too, is that too controversial here?
0: That, too or controversial that, that not, everything not is not controversial <laughs> enough? It's not that, edgy enough. I it's want you to come on here and I burn think, some bridges, offend some people.
2: I, I want to offend uh, elitists who think that yeah. they get to decide uh, what, what makes something good, what makes something art. I think that like if you're a five-year-old kid and you have an idea for a character and you draw some blobs on a piece of paper and it makes you happy, you've made art. That's my opinion. Yeah. That's okay. my thought.
0: Five-year-old kids drawing blobs out there listening to this pod. Keep yeah. with it. Yaffe believes in you. Uh, <laughs> I hope I'm shaping young minds on on this show. <laughs> is yeah. that your is that your hottest art take, Nate? Did you have any you want to get off your chest?
2: Well, I Tim, I'm so glad you had me on because I listened to the breakfast episode, and first oh of all, it made me hungry listening to it. Yeah, that's breakfast is just like it's got the the k sound in it it just you say breakfast and i'm just i'm already thinking like sizzling something sizzling in a pan um but i have to commend you tim because uh when you were listing your top 5 breakfasts and you got to party house breakfast uh <laughs> that really spoke to me that wow. really spoke to me because um it, it transcends like when i think of a meal, I'm thinking food, I'm thinking like, what are my top five, you asked me what my top five breakfasts are, I'm gonna be thinking like types of cuisine. But you went to the experience of having breakfast. And I think that's beautiful. (laughs) And I think there's something like extra, because there's also like a tinge, especially in these times we're living in, there's a tinge of melancholy, thinking about party house breakfast, because that's something that. We don't get to have right now. I've, no. no one's, no one we know is going to a party house, right now. Yeah. And so there's a bit of, there's a bit of uh, of longing there, of ti- mm. of better times, of times gone, and you you capture that all, in the phrase party house breakfast. So I think the phrase party house breakfast is art because it, it yeah drew such a strong emotional response from me.
0: Yeah, it's my drawfee and. Uh... <laughs> We've shared Party House breakfast before too. We have. You understand yeah, what it, a what a remi- powerful
2: thing it is. It was wonderful. It immediately <laughs> brought back
0: so many beautiful memories, Tim. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. I'm. The goal was for this to be like a tight five. I don't I'm think so we're sorry. doing that at all. I, I had no. I had, this is our first one, so I'm excited I to see what happens. I talk for hours
2: about Party House breakfast alone, <laughs> and that's you know that's not even what we're here to talk about.
0: Yeah, that's let's get two I more in real about. quick. Uh what is your favorite art right now? My
2: favorite art right now We don't now. have time
0: for five, but give me your top one or two.
2: I, I love I love animation. Yeah. I think that animation as an art form is, is great. I've been uh I've been watching the Avatar, the last airbender series on oh, I love that
0: last airbender, it's so good.
2: I'd never seen it before. It's wonderful. Yeah. The facial expressions are so expressive, the fight scenes are so cool. It's storytelling, it's, it's beautiful visually. I love it, yeah. animation. I wish I could do, I wish I had the patience for it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have the patience, I, I draw one frame and I'm like, that's my day. I draw one thing, they have to draw the same thing slightly different over and over again. I don't know, I don't know how they do it, that's, that's art, it's also craft. It's art and craft.
0: Yeah, is craft just uh, art but with the work? <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> I think so. Yeah, there's art, and then there's the craft, which is just art with work. Yeah, that I did a stop motion thing in like elementary school where I did a clay Loch Ness monster and had to move it a little bit and take a different mm-hmm. picture every time. And I mean, as a child, I had zero patience for that, no. and it and it really just looked like the Loch Ness monster was like jumping vast distances <laughs> across <laughs> this background I built. <laughs> I remember what a pain in the ass it is. I can't imagine like hand-drawn animation anymore the de- like the dedication it takes to that the craft oh if you will the is craft. crazy yeah all right nate let's lo- uh, let's wrap this up with a okay. question i got from a uh, a loyal fan today uh okay. what is your perfect day i already answered on my podcast nathan yaffe what is your perfect day
2: um I mean, I think it's got to be back to the party house, you know. <laughs> I think a perfect day begins and ends at the party house. Yeah, uh, you're there with your friends. You wake up to party house breakfast, and then, um, you know, maybe maybe there's some board games involved. Uh, I like I like a smattering of games. I call it a, a gamesman's delight, a, ga- <laughs> a gamer's delight of a day. Yeah. Uh, And you can really do that in a party house because, like, everybody... What I love about a party house is that there are activities that are available, but none of them are required. Yes. So as long as you can find uh, one or two people to do the thing you want to do with you, it's going to happen. You know, there are people chilling in the hot tub. Some people went for a hike. I, I see no appeal in that. But that's okay. I felt zero pressure to do that. People left. They did their thing. They had a great time. I stayed in the house played some board games, play some board games, play some video games, eat some food, do some have, have a a laugh with your, with your pals. Uh, Maybe some, some illicit substances are involved. That's a perfect day.
0: Yeah. That's a perfect day to me. Amen. And you captured the spirit of the party house in optional activities. Yeah. I feel like that's the key to a great weekend is you have agendas. But everybody can kind of do their own thing. You can go in and out. I'm a big fan of, like, group meal. Everyone's eating dinner together. Everyone's eating breakfast together or whatever it is. Like, one thing that you get everybody in the same room for. And then the rest of the time, it's, like, small groups, small groups, solo if you got to get away for a little bit, coming back together. Board games are great because you can have five at a time over here, five at a time over there, whatever it is man party house. Next time you're on, we're just talking about the party house.
2: I just, I, cause we can't do party house. We, you were talking about, you were talking about it on the, on the last episode uh, about how zoom calls, it's everyone all together at once. You can't break off. You yeah. can't break off into, into separate groups. They need to make one. They need to make one where it's like, you've got the zoom call. It's like, it's like a, a top down video game map interface yeah. on one side and the Zoom call interface on the other side. And when you get close to someone else's avatar, their face pops up in the Zoom call. And when you walk away from it, they, oh, go, they disappear.
0: That's amazing.
2: That's what they need to make.
0: Or Maybe I'm pictu- they have that. I'm picturing like everybody's head like on the screen. Mm -hmm. And then you just like drag your head next to the person. I like that too because, like in real life, people will also be like walking away from you. (laughs) Yeah, you're
2: just you're just slowly (laughs) trying to chase down someone. It's like no, I'm not. I'm not trying to. (laughs)
0: I'm I'm like heading towards Nate, and he's going off the opposite direction. Now I'm just (laughs) standing awkwardly (laughs) in like some corner of the Zoom all by myself.
2: (laughs) Yeah, let's make it happen. Any any tech any any programmers out there want to make that happen? I don't know anything about programming. No. But uh, I'll I'll back you. You're an artist, and that's craft.
0: Leave yeah. that to somebody else. Leave, leave
2: the craft. I, only arts, no crafts for me. <laughs> Thank
0: you. All right, Nate. Thank you very much for stopping by. Unless Tight we're fo- talking
2: about craft singles. Sorry, that's stupid. No, 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 I cut Nate. Cut off. No, no, no. I'm you glad you cut me stupid, off. A stupid pun. <laughs> Not even a pun,
0: just a reference. Totally worth it, Nate. (laughs) Totally worth it. I'm glad that you cut me off for a joke that did not work and wasn't that great. No, it wasn't good. I'll I'll tell you what, the number of times I've been cut off for someone (laughs) to tell a joke, it's never a good joke. Anytime I've cut somebody off (laughs) and been like, no, 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 one more, one more, it's always because part of telling a good joke
2: is timing and you've already ruined the timing. If you're cutting someone else off to do it, it's like, I, I should have just taken the, I was like, Oh, I missed it. I missed it. Speaking I, of
0: which we're going to wrap this up.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tim, one more. No.
0: <laughs> All right, Nate, thank you very much. Check out Drawfee, uh, YouTube, Patreon. It's big. Later, bud. Bye. And there you have it. Tight five new segment. Great guest. We did it. It's happening. Now might be as good a time as any to let you know that this episode of Come At Me Show is sponsored by Birchbox. Do you ever wish you had more stuff? Not the kind of stuff that you actually use on a daily basis, but the kind of stuff that you pick up once, say, hmm, and nod to yourself before putting it in a bin, never to be used again. Well, we have a bunch of crap like that, and for a small monthly fee, we'll send it to you. Keep it forever or get rid of it. We don't care, as long as it's not our problem anymore. Birchbox, can you throw this away for us? wow i'm getting great at these reads hey tim
1: keck uh long listener hey. second time caller big fan second. of the show uh i understand that this week your your topic is going to be art yes it is uh and uh i just have a real quick little take about art i think uh this jean-michel basquiat guy is a, is a hack he writes what? a couple words. He does a couple squiggles, and uh, and he gets paid millions of dollars. Are you fucking kidding me? Ugh. I uh, I think he's he's bad. I don't know who this is. He's overrated. And uh, I guess I'm just wondering what what your take is on uh, Jean Michel Basquiat and the, that type of art. That you're like, I yeah. But if a kid can do it, like, <laughs> is it art? All right. Thanks. Uh, have a good one. I love you. Bye.
0: Okay, love you too. I I looked it up. John Michael Bes- he seems like a big deal. Everybody fucking loves this guy. I'm just scrolling through his <laughs> Google images. Yeah, this is pretty ugly shit. I'm not going to lie. This is all gross looking. There's one of a cat. Famous ca- painting. Of- Are these all him? These all look like little... They look like little kids did this. There's no... Just random lines. I like this one. It's a boxer with a crown on it. That's fun. I like that stuff. But this is all just random... Yeah, I think this is kind of crap, man. I'm, um, I'm sorry for all the John, Michael Basquiat guys out there, but this is this is not what I'm seeing. Does not look good. Oh, cat in a crown. Cat in a crown holding a dog bone. That one I kind of like. But I gotta admit, the the rest, a lot of like weird faces, a lot of squiggly lines, some skulls. I'm not seeing. If people are saying this is great, I'm not seeing what they're seeing. I don't I don't get it. Not not my favorite. But thank you for bringing him up. He sucks. Yeah, there it is. I don't know what debate you're trying to settle, but this guy—this guy's trash. I'll say it right here and now. You suck, Jean-Ma. I'm sure you're, you're a great guy. But this is bad. I don't like it. Maybe some people do. It's not my thing, man. I'm over it.
1: Hey, Tim Keck. Uh, long-time listener. Third-time hey. caller. Third uh, time? I understand that this, uh, this, this week's show familiar. is going to be about art and not uh, artists, and I just wanted <laughs> to say I got, a, I got a bone to pick. I've been doing a, a little bit Another more... One further research on art and I, uh this jackson pollock guy uh <laughs> what is this just a bunch of fucking dots if i stand over a painting canvas and have diarrhea over at is that art that's what it looks like jay pock is doing i don't and, know uh, who this guy I, just, is. I don't know if if i can do that with my butt is that art i don't know uh really interested to hear your take love the show
0: thanks goodbye thank you thanks for calling uh, I have like 10 more calls from him just lambasting other artists. That's not true. Keep calling, man. Love you, too. You didn't say love you after the third one, but, uh, you know, a lot of love here. Jackson Pollock, I Googled it again. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about this, a lot about art. Yeah, this is crap, too. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's all bad. <laughs> this is trash. It looks like someone threw up on a canvas. There's nothing, satis- there's nothing satisfying about this. It's, It's nothing. There's no shapes. I love a shape. I want to. Sh- if you show me art and there's no shapes, get out of here. Get me a fucking shape in there. These are squiggly. Lo- there's not a shape in the bunch. There, I don't see a single shape in this whole thing. It's just random squigglies. It's like he just holds. Oh my god, this is great. He's got a. It look. All of his paintings look like he just dipped his paintbrush in, in just some paint, got it super wet, and just whipped it at the canvas like he doesn't care but there's just i found this nbr picture of him touching up one of his paintings and he's got like those little like he's got glasses on like he's looking at a diamond and trying to tell you what it's worth and he's got his face so close to the canvas and he's doing all this little detail work and it's like for what what you just you just threw paint at a wall what are you talking about man pretending like this is art this isn't art this is bullshit i mean it's art but it's bad it sucks art can suck and this does thanks for bringing it to my attention let's see i have uh got an email here from uh hey bud can't call in this week as i'm isolated on the other side of the world and i don't make that kind of money for international calls i understand man I understand, and my heart is with you. So your last episode about birds and poetry, and now this one about art, really got me thinking. Good. That's what I want to do. I want to make people think. I think people want to know about your opinion, uh, what your opinion is of the classic Edgar Allan Poe poem, The Raven. I feel like you have a lot to say about this. Anyway, back to solitary confinement later. Steve M., uh, since Hill has emailed, since there's already a Stephen Hill that emailed the show, I think we need to distinguish between the Steves. Very true. Very good uh, Steve M, man, uh, good dude, good dude, we were, uh, in Boy Scouts back in the day, as hard as that is to believe, Tim, but you're such a cool, awesome, strong, powerful man, it's like, yes, I am all of those things, I'm also an Eagle Scout, and I say I am one, because it's like being in the Marines, you know, you never stop being an Eagle Scout, you're just (laughs) always and forever an Eagle Scout, but I did, um, different like Boy Scouting stuff as a kid. I loved it. I had a great experience doing Boy Scouts. And uh, mm, I think a lot of people don't. It, it's weird. It's it's one of those things where it's like, if you have a good group, it's good. If you don't, it's bad. I've met a lot of people who were in Boy Scouts and Eagle Scouts, and they did a lot more uh, paperwork than I ever thought about doing it. There's a way you can do Boy Scouts and get to Eagle Scout without ever going outside, right? You go camping twice, you can become an Eagle Scout. But our troop, for a while, like our squad, was just a bunch of random. It was like me... Normally there's like a bunch of people and there's like younger people, older people. So you've kind of got like to deal with little kids and learning leadership and all this stuff. But my my scout troop, which Steve M was in, there was a window where it was just like me and like seven of my buds, and we just went camping every month. Like once a month we went on a camping trip. And that was it. We blew stuff up. We went fishing. We went like kayaking. And we did we got real into like wilderness survival. So we just we were having campouts where all you can bring is like what you can fit in an Altoid can and stuff like that and just sleeping and sleeping in the dirt. For a while we had tents and then we decided that tents were lame and we just started bringing tarps and you would string up a tarp and we called it the Hobo Village. And we would just string up a bunch of tarps and sleep under that, which was great until we decided, you know, if it's not going to rain, uh, we don't need that. <laughs> we just slept in the dirt. I mean, it was great. It was awesome. We were survival champions. Which is to say that whenever we got together, I'm just I'm just painting the picture. We were bad boys, okay. Whatever you're picturing uh, a nerdy Boy Scout to be, <laughs> we were we were wearing leather jackets and, and smoking cigarettes outside the arcade, Boy Scouts. And so we um, I'm getting to this Raven question. I know what he's asking here. We went to um, jamborees occasionally, which is like when you uh, go to a a scouting event. That has other boy scouts at it. Like it would be like a hundred troops all come together. And we were, I mean, my group again, doing the kind of camping where we would just like get in the canoes or kayaks or whatever. And, and just paddle out to an island and just stay there for like a weekend. Like that was the kind of shit we were doing. But these jamborees are like, oh, everyone goes and you camp in like a football field. And they like spray paint a square and you camp in your square. And you're like directly next to other other like troops with their tents. And that was not our scene man we we brought all our tarps and made our little hobo village in the middle of this jamboree and it was it was great but we're we're next to people who are like uh you know at the time we were calling them like Nazi Nazi troops <laughs> where they were there were like boy Scout troops where they all bought the same exact identical tent lined them up in perfect rows uh and that's how that's what everybody did they were like they were like regimented like soldiers or something like that it was crazy. So anyway, we we're at the, one of these jamborees and they have um like a sketch show there. And every troop is supposed to get up and do a sketch or representatives from each troop are supposed to get up and do a sketch. And the sketches are all dumb. There's like they're like hacky. They're all it's all the same. You see the same sketches at every every time you go to a jamboree. There was one that like I don't know. I remember we got uh like two people from the audience to come up and they we we had a, this like stick or this wood pole and we would have them hold this pole and pretend it was like a counter and like a bodega or like a like a uh, a corner store and someone would stand behind it and all the other kids in the troop would line up and say hey uh do you have any um do you have any like Reese's Pieces and the guy would go no do you have any Butterfinger no and they would just go down the line and then the last kid goes oh uh if you're all out out of all this stuff then what do you have and the person behind the counter goes, uh, I've got two suckers on a stick. And points to the two audience members holding the stick. And so that was, this is the caliber of art, of art that we're dealing with. Um, so I knew we were going to one of these things. Uh, and I, you know, we were rebels. We wanted to fuck shit up. So I brought, on this camping trip, um, a copy of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. And um, a werewolf mask and a lightsaber and just other random uh costume things that I had and some other people brought some random stuff uh like bathrobes and I I don't know. We we all we all brought a bunch of garbage. And so then the sket the skit that we came up with for this troupe after you know something about the hungry caterpillar and then these two stick two suckers on a stick bit is um well, one of our friends, uh, my buddy Paul, uh walked out on stage and started reading uh Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. And while he was doing that, my buddy Alan uh, was sitting in a chair pretending to smoke a pipe in a bathrobe and um, uh, acting out the raven. And he's pretending to be startled. And then our buddy Ramon came in dressed as a raven and started flapping around. And, uh, you know, whenever the raven, quote, nevermore, Ramon would stop, turn to the audience and say nevermore. And it went on for a while until uh, out of nowhere, uh, this trio is attacked by a werewolf, a Jedi Knight, and I guess an Arabian Knight of some kind. And uh, they just show these guys show up and just start beating the crap out of the people doing the doing the sketch. And uh, that went on for a while. And then one of the guys, then the narrator Paul uh, goes, yells, "Look up in the sky!" And it's and it's me and Steve M at the top of the bleachers. And the whole audience turns around and looks up to see us. And uh, Paul yells, "It's the Incredible Towel and the Dual-Caped Avenger!" And we both have towels on like capes. I think Steve has two because he's the Dual-Caped Avenger. And we run through the through the audience, cheering like, "Ah, we're gonna attack these people!" And we both clothesline the werewolf, which was people were like, "Oh fuck!" We we really we choreographed the the shit out of it, and we we wrecked this <laughs> werewolf kid, and uh, and then we beat up the Jedi Knight and, uh, the Arabian night and, um, and save the day. And then to cheers from the audience, we ran back up the way we came, uh, conquered heroes. At that point, uh, Paul stood up and finished reading (laughs) the Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. So, um, yeah, that's art. And we turned art into art that day. And, um, I know it might sound embarrassing, but it might be one of the proudest moments of my life. <laughs> uh, and then the next group had to go up and do the same fucking sketch you saw every other every other jamboree. Oh, wow. Well, that's my Raven story. Steve M., I got your back, man. This was great. Thanks for bringing it up.
1: Uh, hey, Tim Kek, long-time hey. listener, fourth-time caller. Um, oh, nice. I know your show's going to be about art, um, so I just wanted to call to discuss this Garfunkel guy. Uh, what is up with Garf-Uncle. him? Uh, don't get it at all. I think he's a hack. Uh, I think you got to look into that. I think it's three kids with a wig. Um, anyway, can't wait to hear your show. Uh, love you incredibly. I think about you all the time. All
0: right, this is Matt Strickland. Bye-bye. Oh, I love you too, Matt Strickland. I think about you all the time. Garf, Garfunkel? Like Simon and Garfunkel? Art. His name is Art Garfunkel. Great. Brilliant call. Art Garfunkel. Wow. What a weirdo. What a weird-looking guy. I'm looking at him right now. This is a strange, big afro guy. Oh man, I like it. I'm I really respect the move. Like when you're balding and like your hair just keeps going farther back on your head. So in defiance, you just grow it up bigger and bigger. Like the farther it slides away, the puffier it gets in the back. That's Art Garfunkel, man. Simon and Garfunkel, they've got some bangers, man. I love Simon and Garfunkel. They've got the. Uh... That's the one, right? They've got uh, the boxer. They've got uh Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> They've got that song that The Sturb did a cover of, The Sound of Silence. That's a great one. Man, Garfunkel's great. He does look like three kids in a trench coat. I can say that with confidence. Uh yeah, it should be called Three Kids in a Trench Coat and uh it should be called Simon and Three Kids in a Trench Coat because that's uh what it looks like. These guys are nuts. Did Art Garfunkel do anything on his own? I don't know, man. Simon or nothing, Garfunkel. Get the band back together. Do they still talk? Are they still friends? Do they still pal around? What's going on with Simon? I haven't seen Simon and Art together and I've never seen them together, but you know, I hope they're doing okay. <laughs> Art Garf- Garfunkel, thank you, Matt Strickland. And this brings us to Tim Kack's top five. This week, Tim Keck uh, Tim Kek's top five is going to be my favorite art <laughs> Tim Kek's top five favorite art um, number five real easy right off the bat anything with a sunset <laughs> if I see my art I want it to have a sunset it doesn't have to have a sunset but I'll tell you what anytime somebody paints a sunset draws a sunset st- takes a picture of a sunset I love a sunset man a sunrise? That's some bullshit. <laughs> get out of here with your sunrise, dude. I ain't waking up early for that shit. Even if it's like a painting or like some art, if it's on a wall and it's a sunrise, fuck off with your pretentious. You had to get up. You're rubbing it in our faces that you had the <laughs> you got up for the sunrise. If someone's drawing sunrises, that means they got up early. They did their work. They went to the beach or whatever. It doesn't even, it doesn't have to be on a body of water, by the way. Sunrise. Fuck off. You think you're better than me? I don't believe this. <laughs> I don't believe that. Sunset, that's where it's at. Everyone can see a sunset. They're beautiful. The sky changes colors. And plus the sun just drops behind some stuff. It can drop behind a, you know, the beach, a body of water, you know, the 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 tops of a building, the tips of a, a forest. It's all great. It's all good. I love a sunset. Number 4, a view from Tolbert, which is um a painting my mom did. <laughs> I love it. It's one of my favorite arts. My mom, uh when I when I was in college at the University of Florida, I lived in a dormitory called Tolbert, which uh Tolbert Hall uh and on the 5th floor. So, uh me and the guys from Tolbert 5th floor called called ourselves T5. they are still some of my uh, best buds to this day. Even though I don't see them as much as I would like to, they're still great great friends. And I love them a lot. And uh, my mom, uh When she came to visit, took a picture out the window of Tolbert. It was right across the street from our football stadium, the Swamp at the University of Florida. And uh, she took a photo of the Swamp uh, from the view out the window of the fifth floor of Tolbert Hall. And then she painted it. She had a nice watercolor. It's on my wall now. I love it. Um, It's one of my favorite things. It's a great, it's a perfect gift. It's a perfect gift for my mom. Uh, Sentimental value. It looks great. She's very talented. That's number four for me. Number three murals outside (laughs) I love I love some outside art man you gotta if a a business has a has a wall that was formerly blank and they got some rando to spray paint it or put a picture up there I'm all about it I love it I want I want every wall outside just be covered with art I love I'm not talking graffiti I'm talking art I'm talking someone brought a brush somebody like put some heart and soul into this thing I love it man I love seeing the art. I love the ones where like, you go, you're like uh, looking at like a weird pipe or something like that, and some, some artist paints it and it, so it looks like an elephant's trunk or something. That's my shit, man. That's what I want. I want painting outside. Number two, woodwork. I love a woodwork. I don't know what. Name a thing. If it's got wood in it, <laughs> Like, okay, maybe that's the wrong way to word it. If a wood, I like all the woodwork. If you see, I, I think I just love a big table, man. I love a big table. If you have a big wood table and it was like a tree, like a great redwood that fell over and someone cut it in half and polished it up, I don't know if that's art, but I love it, man. It's entertaining to look at. It's a thing. It's, a, it's craftsmanship for sure. I think it can be art. You got like a wood ottoman or something. I don't know why I would have a wood ottoman, but I love wood. When I was a little kid, I had all these like little wood figurines. I love that. I had like a little wood stingray. I had like something, somebody carved, anything, sometimes somebody carves something out of wood, oh, I love it, I want a wood carving, I wish I could wood carve, it's the boy, it's the Eagle Scout in me, is I want to, I got my Whitland badge, and now I'm ready to whittle some stuff, I wish I'd stuck with it, I could have been a great whittler, you give me a stick, I'm, I'm going to hand you back a pointy stick, I can do that in like two seconds, you want a marshmallow stick, get me a stick, boom, it's pointy on one end, you can use it for marshmallows, you want a hot dog stick? Get me a stick. Boom. I can, in seconds, I can carve that thing up and make it hot dog ready. There was, (laughs) not to go back to this again, but I remember definitely in Boy Scouts, there's like, you know, we went through the period where we brought tents and then it's like, okay, just tarps. Okay. No, just in the dirt. There was a point where it was like, okay, I'm going to carve a hot dog stick. And then it became like, eh, fuck it. Just shove this hot dog on a stick. that was a real progression too uh, again, you know, Whittling got away from me and I respect the hell out of it and uh, when I see it in others I, um, I love it number one, Tim Keck's top five favorite arts uh, the one where you color on a piece of paper and then you paint over it and you wait for the paint to dry and then you scratch through the paint to reveal the pretty colors underneath that's my favorite <laughs> that's my favorite one I remember taking art like every year in elementary school and that's the only art thing I remember, is you take a piece of paper, and you color on it, like, with all the different colors you want, you paint over it in, like, all black, or, like, something dark, so it hides the painting, and then you take a little paper clip, you open it up, and you scratch right through that dark layer to get to all the beautiful color underneath. Man, that was a, that was a good time. And you try and draw something, and I'm a terrible artist, so I, I'm just scratching away at this thing. After a while, it's like a scratch-off lottery ticket, like, I'm just scraping the whole thing just to get to the good part, but I gotta tell you, that... Satisfying. Satisfying art to make, beautiful to look at. That's why it's my favorite art. That's it. That's Tim Keck's top five favorite art this week. Number five, anything with a sunset. Four, a view from Tolbert. Three, murals outside. Two, woodwork. And number one, the one where you color on a piece of paper and then paint over it, wait for the paint to dry, then scratch through the paint to reveal the pretty colors underneath. I'd like to think we're all like a, the one where you color on a piece of paper and then paint over it, wait for the paint to dry, then scratch through the paint to reveal the pretty colors underneath. You know? We're all just people out there with our rough, gruff exteriors, but when you scratch all that away, what do you have? You have art. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show this week, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Um, please... Call the show. Please email the show. Info in the bio. Do I have it here handy? No, I don't. Um, Hang on. I'm getting that. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Uh, Leave a voicemail at 862-505-1376. Topic next week is grilling. It's grilling. Give me your takes on grilling. Give me your takes on other stuff. Again, leave a voicemail at 862-505-1376 or email the show at comeatmeshow at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. I have a Facebook page at comeatmeshow. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Give us a rating on iTunes, five stars, five stars, and uh, the king stays king. Bye.